Colonel, Chief Reed announced over my comlet, it seems like we encountered a disturbance related to the wormhole-slash-time vortex phenomenon. I am investigating it, but I cannot be sure if it affected the timeline. Keep me informed, I said absentmindedly as I looked over at Tony, trying to distract myself from all the thoughts parading through my head, the worrying about Samantha and Drew, the solving of Ethan's murder, the wormhole, the vortex. He just put his glass of water to his mouth. What did you drink? I know Jessa was a vodka girl. My drink of choice is whiskey. Tony choked on his water. When he recovered, he returned, I pictured you as a brandy or sherry type person. Not a hard liquor drinker. Do you drink often? He tilted his head and gave me a sidelong glance. Would you like something to eat? We could talk over food. I am not a big drinker now, but when Jessa and I met at the academy, she and I used to hustle the upperclassmen boys. We would challenge them to see who could drink the most. We drank them under the table every time because it is the foo-foo, sweet drinks that make you sick. I typed my order into the terminal within the table. Then gestured for Tony to do so as well. Those guys were mad. They tried to file a complaint with the dean of students, who just laughed. I let my lips inch up at the sides. I watched as Tony inputted his order. I just wish this was all over, that we solved Ethan's murder, saved India 7 and restored the timeline. I want everything to go back to how it is supposed to be. When were they going to tell me I was not humanoid but indigoid? Were my parents going to let me believe I was humanoid forever? Tony shrugged his shoulders. Didn't your father say that he wanted to tell you, but your mother didn't want him to? For fear that you would be treated differently? For fear that you would be killed on India 7? I don't know if we even have the full story, I decided, leaning back in my chair. I don't think we have the full story about any part of this case, but, if you don't mind, I would like to take a break from this case for a little bit. I need to let my brain recover from information overload. Let's just eat and get to know each other. I don't know. I think you probably know everything there is to know about me. Although my mother is the President of the United States now, things were not always paparazzi, limousines and press conferences, he responded, watching as the waiter approached us with his tray filled with food of all shapes and sizes. Before that, I grew up like everyone else. My father was a drunk, a violent drunk, I inherited my drinking issues from him, I suppose. The waiter, a man dressed in black coveralls with dark hair and a goatee, set a hamburger with fries in front of Tony and a slice of lasagna before me, then he dealt out our drinks. Tony put the hamburger to his mouth and bit into it. I sliced a piece off the lasagna. I stabbed it with my fork and provided, you know about my upbringing. It was part of this case. It was typical for the most part, school, jobs, friends. Where did you meet Drew? He picked up a fry and put it in his mouth. I met her when she walked into my chemistry class at the academy. She had the same long, wavy, blondish-brown hair, I heard someone behind me say. I recognized that voice immediately. How can that be? I shifted in my seat to see Drew. My heart pounded at the sight of him in the same outfit he wore the last time I saw him. He moved toward us, holding my gaze. She was my chemistry partner that semester. I had such a crush on her, and so did most of the guys. She was all business, though. She was there to become a Freedom Alliance officer. Nothing more. Nothing less. My lips inched up into a smile before I commented, you tell the same story every time. I gazed back at Tony and related, I walked into the chemistry class and caught eyes with this pretty boy. He was cute and all, 
but let's be honest, looks aren't everything. I thought he could not be that smart. When we were partnered for the lab projects, I was pleasantly surprised that he knew as much about science as I did, and that we could have an intelligent conversation. My friends, the outsiders group as I called them, like to talk about graphic novels and complaining about the popular kids. Drew moved closer to me and wrapped his arms around me from behind. He kissed my head and then whispered next to my ear, I missed you. I missed you too, but, I agreed, clutched his arm and moved him around, motioning him to sit, how did you come back? I ate the piece of lasagna on my fork. I don't know. Whatever that last shift was brought Samantha and I back here. She is taking a shower, then she will bring the kids to meet us here, Drew advised me, then leaned in to kiss my cheek. Did Daisy return to her home, I wondered, forking another piece of lasagna. Watching Drew eye my food, I gestured to the terminal in the middle of the table. Order whatever you want to eat. Drew shook his head and remarked, perusing the menu, I don't know if Daisy made it home. You still have no idea where you were being held, questioned Tony, then sipped his soda. He caught Drew's eye. Drew shook his head and admitted, I think that they transferred our memories somehow into a computer system to keep them safe. I know it sounds weird, but what about this case has not been weird. However, I think the memories of Rex Morgan and his people are living in those computers, 